power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Happy to be in church today. All right. Um, when you're a pastor and Sunday morning it starts raining, the <laughs> uh, whole thing becomes tensions. <laughs> but uh, tell somebody, thank God you are here. Tell the person, thank God you are here. Hallelujah. There's no better place to be on a Sunday morning than to be in church. Hallelujah. What will you be doing at home? Watching Netflix? Or, <laughs> or studying for your exams? <laughs> but thank God you are here this morning. Amen. You know, when um, David was talking, it's as if he knew that today's service will be a different kind of service. I was like, uh, a man is, is the, yeah, yeah. So last week we talked about the prophetic realm, so we are working in it. Hallelujah. Yeah, because today's, today's service will be a little different. I believe um, it is good that from time to time we share ideas, right? We hear from each other. We share experiences, all right? And... For the past two, three weeks, I've been on the subject of the spirit realm. We talked about dreams and visions. Last week, we talked about the prophetic realm. Maybe there are some questions you have. Maybe there are some experiences you have that you want to share with us. Maybe there are some things I even said that you don't understand. I believe feedback is good. It's a, it's a good thing. You, it's not always that you get the chance to ask me questions after I've preached to you. All right? And, you know, as the Bible says, iron sharpeneth iron, and so does the countenance of a man. Somebody's experience they will share will be similar to something you shared, and maybe their contributions and the answers that will be given to it will solve a certain problem of yours. Hallelujah. I'm sure when it comes to dreams and stuff like that, everybody has some experience or the other. There will be one question or the other. So start thinking of what you would to say or what you want to ask all right because most of the time it is when it's getting to the end that is when people want to ask questions so start thinking now anyway anyway before we start i would want to take this opportunity to thank you all for um your your messages and your gifts on my birthday that was last week saturday hallelujah yeah i'm still replying the the messages i'm not done <laughs> i'm doing them in batches yesterday i did some the children's service, all of them wrote. A, so I'm, I'm reading all of them one by one. And then the electronic ones too. And I mean, they, they came from all over. So there are many of them. So I will reply yours. Don't worry. Some of you here will attest to the fact that I replied yours. Was it yesterday? Or, uh-huh. So it's, it's coming. If they do so. <laughs> you see, these things, unfortunately, those who sent their message early will be the last to receive the... <laughs> Yes, and thank you for your gifts too. The shirt I'm wearing this morning was one of such gifts. Yeah. A very, very, very beautiful shirt. 
and and thank you for for all the gifts um this morning's praise was interesting no? <laughs> Kofi, where you in Commonwealth? <laughs> I got to attack. I could see some vandal things <laughs> in the atmosphere. There was a part of a song you sang. The evangelism team will not be happy with you. You said, "Say, Oshena say, umpe Yeshua embedi yechi." That one, Siniamo <laughs> will not be happy with you. When you don't like Jesus, that's when we want you to come and DHE. Aha, so that one there. <laughs> but, but we thank God for this morning. Hallelujah. You know, for me, the interesting thing is that when, when I celebrate my birthday, exactly a week after, it marks the anniversary of my getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so yesterday was exactly 29 years of speaking in tongues. Yes, some of you were not born. <laughs> Somebody was looking at my face like this. <laughs> yeah, exactly 29 years. And, and next year will be 30 years. And interestingly, it will fall on a Sunday. So you can imagine the kind of service we are going to have. It will be a Holy Ghost service. Miracles, healings, prophecies, impartation and release of mantles. All the 30 years, I'm going to pour it on that day. And the nice part of it is that it is not going to be here. It will be in our own auditorium. Yeah. It will be in our own auditorium. As for this one, whether the devil likes it or not, it will be in our own auditorium. Hallelujah. And here by this time, they're not in here. We will not be paying, will not be paying rent to worship God. Hallelujah. Oh, your email must be stronger. So that I said a year by this time will not be paying rent. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yes. Uh, every month this place we spend over 5,000 CDs every month to use this place. So let your offering to be better. <laughs> over 5,000 CDs every month. And you can buy blocks for the building. You can buy cement. So the, the plan for the building is that the, the ground floor, which originally, or I mean, it's actually supposed to be the, the children and the youth complex. It's supposed to be four auditoriums. We will finish that one without the partitioning and move there, all right, while we build the main auditorium that is on top of it so that we don't pay rent and stuff like that. And we are trusting God that we will be able to commission that first phase before the end of this year. That means, quarter, quarter, cross over there, we shall cross over from that place. And even before the crossover, you know, this year is our fifth anniversary. And there will be a number of activities lined up we, we are believing that the crowning of the fifth anniversary will be the commissioning of that first phase of the project in December this year. Yeah, so let's all support it with prayer and not just prayer but with money as well. Hallelujah. It is doable or you think it's not doable? 
it is very 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 doable very very doable we are trusting god to to cut the sword in the coming month to do the sword cutting in the coming month so that we break grounds and start and start moving there are a few technicalities we need to get in place all right um most especially a building permit right now almost everything we need to get the building permit is coming together nicely once we place the request for the building permit apparently it takes about three months but you don't need the three months to elapse before you start they can give you a temporary permit to start we'll break grounds and then we'll hit the ground running hallelujah yeah so in that light um an anniversary committee is being formed it will be it will be headed by um dr freddy ajiman so he will head the anniversary committee and will plan activities from now until december all right to celebrate our fifth anniversary so look out for information the good thing is that by that time the ban on the noise making would have been lifted so we can make noise legitimately <laughs> all right okay so as i said today we are doing q a or it's an iron sharpened iron service um we have a number of empty chairs because it rained this morning but I know there are some of the people who are supposed to be here who chose to do online because the heavens open. But <laughs> if you are like that and you are listening to me online, the fact that you are the salt of the earth doesn't mean if you pass through rain, you will dissolve. <laughs> Should I say it again? <laughs> Uh, so ahead, keep it. <laughs> All right. So we've talked about dreams. We've talked about visions. We've talked about the prophetic realm. Maybe there are some experiences you've had. There are certain things you don't understand, or maybe you've even heard some things in other quarters. All right. It's a good place to let us know, so that if we we'll clarify them for you, we'll do so. All right. All right. So the floor is open. Who who will set the ball rolling? All right. Yes, the first one must always receive an applause. Because most of the time... Yes, so some of the things I'll just throw to the floor. Maybe somebody has an idea, anything. Yes, let's hear you. So when you come, you speak into the mic. Even though it's not coming through the speakers, it's for online. All right, so when it gets to you. It's a question. It's actually a question. Okay. So what if you seldom dream? Maybe you dream like once every six months. And it's not as if when you dream, you forget to. Mm-hmm. You actually do not dream. Maybe every time you dream, it's actually significant. But is it strange if you could go very long periods like that without having any dreams? Oh, I think it's, it's normal. There are, I'm sure there are many people here who can, who can identify with what you are saying. Or is there anybody like that here? Okay, Mina. Any other person here? Who seldom dreams? Who? Who else? Anyone? You two, you seldom dream. It's, it's normal. Yes, Safwa. Yeah. Uh, no, it's normal. Everybody and how God deals with them. It doesn't mean you are not spiritual. It doesn't mean you are... You know, I, I showed you that from Job 33. 
that dreams and visions are actually a secondary means. He says, For God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man does not perceive, man does not hear. So maybe those of you who don't dream much, it means God doesn't have to speak once, yea, twice, and you perceive. <laughs> so the dream and the vision doesn't have to come in. You understand? Uh-huh. I want you to take it that way <laughs> and understand it that way. Rather than for you to look at it as if, you know, it means you are not spiritual or there is something wrong with you. Okay? It's, 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 it's normal. I've met many people who have asked me this question. You know, my wife always tells me she, she hardly dreams. And it's, it's true. She hardly dreams. But she's very, very, very sensitive when it comes to picking things up. She always tells me, I'm a prophet. You, 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 you don't respect my prophetic. And they say, Oh, and I can attest to that. I mean, I've been married with, to her for 14 years. And I can tell you her instincts are very, very sharp. Very, very, very sharp. <laughs> it's, a, it's for the 14 years. If it's for the 14 years, then clap better. <laughs> and clap better. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and I can understand why she probably doesn't dream much and all of that. She can pick up things very, very easily. That, she, she told me the first day she, she met me and I passed by her. God told her, this is your husband. Straight away like that. Ah. Straight, straight. We had never spoken before. We had never met before. It's not like she had... Uh, uh, God just told her like that. Uh, so maybe like that for you. <laughs> all right. Yes, so, so that is it. There's, there's nothing wrong with not being a regular dreamer. God deals with everybody differently. All right, any other question? Or maybe a contribution to this, a follow-up, a contribution to what Kofi said. Okay, any other question, any other... If you even want to narrate a dream and let's see if we can interpret for you <laughs> we'll do that anything maybe there's something to you head from somewhere some preaching or something which probably was contrary to what i taught you uh, we can dissect it and see maybe i'm wrong <laughs> and you can talk about the, the yeah. prophetic thing too you probably went to some meetings this that that blah blah those things just Okay, thank you very much. Yes. Um, it's a question, actually. Yes. Uh, my question is that um, Bible actually let us understand in First Corinthians six seventeen that he that is joined with Christ is of one spirit. That's right. Yes, but there are some people actually that you know they are not really believers, mm-hmm. but they speak and say things come to pass. Mm-hmm. So I've been questioning or asking which kind of spirit is operating in them, <laughs> since they are not believers and then they speak or sometimes they dream and it come to pass and stuff. I, I've been really asking which kind of spirit. Uh, actually, it's, it's, it's working in them. All right. So, okay. if you can help me, thank so you. So, in the Bible, there are unbelievers who dreamt and they came to pass. People who were idol worshippers. Like Pharaoh in Joseph's time. A lot of people forget that it wasn't Joseph who dreamt that dream. Joseph only came to interpret the dream an unbeliever had. Had. All right. Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. A very significant prophetic dream that had implications on different eras in history. Like a serious, 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 serious dream. 
but the guy was an idol worshiper to the extent that he even made an image of him. They say he said people should worship him. That's how bad he was. But even him, he had significant dreams. You see, the thing with dreams is that when I was explaining dreams, I said there could be dreams that can come from your flesh, dreams that can come from your soul, that's your mind, and then from your spirit. Every human being has a spirit. You don't need to be born again to have a spirit. Alright? And this spirit of yours can come into contact with information in the spirit realm. Okay? This spirit man of yours can come into contact with information in the spirit realm. And you don't need to be, you don't need to be born again. You don't need to be born again for that, that to happen. There are people who are not born again, but they, they, they have very, very sharp instincts. They have very, very sharp intuition. You have a spirit. It is not only when you become born again or you have the Holy Spirit inside you that you, you have a spirit now. All right? You have a spirit man that, that is alive. And it is by your spirit that you communicate with the spirit realm. Okay? And there are dreams that just come from the spirit realm. Okay? This could be information. The king, the dream that he had. It could have been God deciding that I want to show you the dream. So long as he has a spirit, God can channel some information through that spirit of his. You don't necessarily have to be born again or have the Holy Spirit for God to speak to your spirit or for God to give you. Um, Saul wasn't born again the time he had his Damascus Road experience. They were very, very deep things that people who are full of the Holy Spirit may not even experience in their whole lifetime. Hearing the audible voice of, of Jesus Christ, seeing flashes of lightning, etc. In his state at that time, he didn't have the Holy Spirit. But he still had all of those experiences. Alright? So you don't necessarily have to be born again. You don't necessarily have to be um, to, to have the Holy Spirit in you for you to be able to dream and the thing will come to pass. Alright? So let's let's get that clear. It's 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 not a prerequisite. Alright? It's always best if it is coming from the Holy Spirit. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit and it's coming from the Holy Spirit and all that. But it's not a necessary prerequisite for that to happen. All right. Okay. Any anybody wants to add to yes. Like this one, um, it's like you are sleeping, mm-hmm. and then you can hear a voice speaking to you. Mm-hmm. You you can't tell what the voice is saying. Like you can't narrate it to somebody, but you can hear the voice speaking to you. And you wake up and you you, you can't say anything about it. Like you can't actually narrate what you heard. Okay, say it again. I'm confused. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. You are sleeping. You are sleeping? Yes, you are sleeping. You are sure you are sleeping? (laughs) (laughs) We need to establish that one first. (laughs) I'm sure you are sleeping. All right. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. And you you can hear someone speaking to you. Like, clearly, you you can hear the voice speaking to you. But Mm -hmm. you can't say what the voice is saying. Like, you, you can't say what you are hearing. You can't say. Yes. Okay, it's like wait, you are speaking to me. Is it that you just can't say it or you can't understand? It's like both. Both. You can't understand <laughs> and you can't say, but you can hear a voice. Yes. Has anybody experienced a similar thing before? Okay, you finish. Maybe you are not done. Or oh, that's, that's it. Yes, that's it. Yes. Has anybody here experienced a similar thing before? Or you don't understand what he's saying? You understand? Has anybody experienced a similar thing? Oh, let me see by hand. 
Copy this one, you are alone. <laughs> yes, Aquila. I'm not sure if I'm understanding him correctly, but I think what he's saying is that maybe, like, as he was asleep, he felt he was hearing a voice, and later when he woke up, he remembered hearing a voice, but he couldn't remember the words. Is, is that, that you? Something like that. Yes. Uh-huh. But when you woke up, yes, because because when you woke up, you forgot. But whilst you were dreaming, you felt you were hearing it well. Or at the time you were you were hearing it, you didn't make you couldn't make it out at all. Ah, okay. <laughs> you know there, there there are times when um, there are people who have issues with forgetting dreams. Yeah. It's like they dream more. When you wake up, you you remember that you dreamt, but you just can't remember what you dreamt. All right. Under such circumstances, it becomes significant when you feel in your spirit like whatever it is that you dreamt about was significant. And I've showed you how to know when a dream is significant. It's like the thing weighs on your spirit. Sometimes you wake up and it's as if you were really in the thing and all of that. All right. The ones that you dream and you just forget and it doesn't really have the characteristics of a significant dream just forget and move on <laughs> okay there are, there are dreams that don't make sense it's like you are walking in your sitting room you are entering your room the time you realize you're in the classroom and then you're on the roadside and you were buying a chomo by the roadside as you were biting it you bit your tongue like basa 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 dreams like that you see <laughs> those ones don't worry about them but when the dreams have the the characteristics of a significant dream then that one you need to pursue it further and this one you are talking about i don't know whether what you are describing is a trance because you see when we talk about the trance that one is like you are in between sleep and being awake it's like you are asleep but you are not asleep like that so you are aware of your surroundings but you are not really there you know that that is a trance so if it is a, a trance experience and maybe a certain message is being transmitted to you but you are not being able to perceive it then you probably have to do some spiritual warfare of some sort all right whatever it is that is hindering you understanding whatever message is being transmitted to you but you see we should also look at it from one angle sometimes what if it's is the devil trying to come and speak some <laughs> some things that will put fear in you or despair in you and the holy spirit is blocking <laughs> you from understanding you see so these things you just commit it into prayer and and see what god will do all right just just be intentional about praying about it that this thing that is happening in my life i don't understand with time you have clarity because it, it could be any of the two somebody came to ask me after um the first service uh, that i preached about dreams that can the devil really influence our dreams can the devil really influence our dreams you see in the bible there are a lot of people who had angels appear to them in dreams let's not forget the fact that the devil is an angel so what the original ones can do he probably can do better because most likely he was a higher ranking angel than all of them if angel gabriel can appear in joseph's dream 
to come and warn him that take your son and take him to Egypt so that he'll be safe. Lucifer, <laughs> to must, I'm sure he has the ability to appear in somebody's dream and come and tell you you will die tomorrow. And when you entertain the spirit of fear, the next day you start having fever. <laughs> and things like that. All right. So it could be both ways. It could be both ways. That's why it's good to pray before you sleep. Some of you stop doing that. You think it's for children. You think it's for children. Mm. Pray and 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 soak your, your room in the blood of Jesus and stuff like that. There was, some, there was a time somebody called me in the middle of the night. She could literally see shadows on her walls. She could literally see shadows, hearing strange voices. And there's not somebody who was, she didn't have a psychiatric problem. Like it. We knew the source of the thing and everything. You see. I had to pray with her on the phone. I directed her to pick oil. I prayed over the oil on the phone. And I told her to sprinkle it over the room. Open the loudspeaker on the, what do you call it? I wanted to address the, the spirits in the room. Yeah. Oh, by God's grace, after the prayer, they, everything disappeared. You know, not, nothing can stand the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing can stand the power of the Holy Spirit. So, so these things, they do happen. These things, they do. That's why it's good to pray before you sleep. Ask angels to come and guard your, your home, your room. Sprinkle the blood of Jesus over your room. So that all of these... Me, I've declared my house a no-fly zone. Witches and we like it's a no fly zone when you fly over my house. Oh, <laughs> and, and, and I encourage you to do the same because it's the same Holy Spirit and the same authority we are all using, it's the same name. Declare it a no fly zone. The only flying things that are allowed are and <laughs> bola bed and those harmless things, and of course, angels of God. They, they can fly, they, they can come and stand on the roof, they can do everything. But for demons, and no, 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 it's a no fly zone for you. And you'll be shocked when you stand and declare those things, it, it happens in the spirit. You see, we Christians, we are not aware of the power we carry. And the devil will always try to make you belittle yourself in the spirit. That's why when I preached, I told you to tell somebody that you are more spiritual than you think. That the devil will want you to believe that. You don't carry any power. You, you remind you of the sin you committed last week. But you see, when it comes to authority, there's, there's a difference between authority and power. There's a difference between authority and power. You see, authority comes from your identity. And our identity is that we are children of God. Finish. It's just like how a policeman uses his uniform as his identity irrespective of how strong he is physically as a human being there are people policemen arrest that under normal circumstances those people should be able to beat them like beat the policeman but you won't dare because of the uniform he's wearing that is his identity and we are children of god we we have the identity of god irrespective of how strong we are individually that identity does something hallelujah that's why you can see a policeman in the middle of the road. He's commanding everybody. V8, you stop. V6, you stop. Uh, what, uh, Ubaka, you like his. And it's because of the identity. And I want you to understand that 
when you become born again there's a certain identity that is put on you and because of that you can stand and command the devil and he will obey you hallelujah yeah next question next yes uh, an add-on uh, an thank add-on. you that's very sound counsel but uh, again too you need to understand that um, there's a spirit in man usually I believe that in, in situations like that, check the vibe you are getting in your spirit. Uh, because sometimes the vibe might be positive or negative. Exactly. It will give you the direction as to how to address the situation. You realize that once you begin to deal with it prayerfully, sometimes clarity comes to you in the course of dealing with the okay. situation. That's All right. God bless. All right. Okay. Yes, Pastor Della. I mean, it's just... Um, in addition, thank you again. In addition to what you had said earlier, the, um, in regards to whether um, the devil can influence your dreams, I think that going back to what you taught us in terms of um, where the dreams can emanate from, the level of influence the devil has on any of these sections can determine whether he can affect your dream or not. For example, it, it, dreams there are dreams that emanate from your flesh, your daily activities and things like that. And if the devil, you give room for the devil to have um, some form of uh, for lack of a better word impact or foothold within the flesh, it can manifest in your dreams because you give access from there. It's not as much the devil um, directly having the power to influence your dream per se but you have given that access. I mean, I'm just talking, there's the, the one that he talked about which was the fact that he has that power as a uh, fallen angel but there's also the one where you grant him access uh, by what you have done or what you've chosen to do within the day or what you've chosen to even feel which is at the level of the soul in terms of your feelings your thoughts and all that can influence the kind of dreams you have and it's just because of the access I don't know if, if I'm communicating okay that's, right. and that's the other thing I wanted to add on thank great you. it's a good addition thank you yes okay thank you uh, daddy i want to ask mm-hmm. can you have insignificant trance like a type of vision insignificant trance yes by trance by wow that's a difficult one. i've never thought of it <laughs> you put your hard ask me questions like asking me hard questions like that <laughs> insignificant trance has anybody had a trance that turned out to be insignificant daddy the reason why I'm, I'm asking this question is that yes. uh, most of the time I don't particularly have like dreams. Okay. So at times I can sleep and then I'll wake up. Mm-hmm. So when I wake up, in, like between me being awake and and asleep, mm-hmm. I I I have I I usually have very weird and uh, like dream. Uh, <laughs> Things between that period, okay, and most of most most of the times they are very horrible, yeah, wild. Mm. wild things. So for some years now, mm-hmm. I've I've tried not to be in that state. If I <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, if if you see something in that state and it is scary or it's a, you, then it's not it's not insignificant. You need to deal with it, all right? It had an impact on your spirit, okay? Well, what you are describing, I mean, it's, it's, it leaves a certain impression. That's why you would want to avoid it because it left a certain impression on you. And by the 
definition I gave you of a significant dream, that sounds more like something that is significant, right? And you see, the thing with significant dreams is that we need to understand is that it's not every time that when you have a significant dream, you get to know that, oh, okay, so this was why I had it and this, and most of the time you won't. So what do you do when you have that thing, you dream, and the thing is weighing heavily on your spirit? You pray and pray and pray until that heaviness lifts. And that is it. You may never know why. You may never get a clear interpretation of why the thing happened. And that is the advantage we have as Christians. Hallelujah. You pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. Even if you don't know what to pray about, sometimes, I mean, that is when the advantage of praying in tongues comes in. You pray and pray and pray until that heaviness lifts. If that heaviness hasn't lifted, go on praying, even if it's, it's days. You may never get to know that this was why, or this was why, or this was why, or this is the interpretation of the dream. Sometimes we are waiting for a clear, what do you call it? Um, answer or clear interpretation of a significant dream before we do something about it. Start doing something about it the moment you wake up. The moment you feel that peace in your spirit, know that whatever it, it was has been dealt with and it is done. It is as simple as that. All right. Yes. Sometimes you realize that you had a dream all right, mm-hmm. but when you wake up, you are forgotten about it. Okay. And then you don't even have any feeling that, oh, I had a dream last night. But until the thing starts happening, mm-hmm. before you remember that, no, I saw this saw thing. This uh-huh. So in that case, how do you deal about Okay, um, so this is a situation where you don't sense anything, you don't feel any bedding, but you dreamt and you forgot about it. Well, so with this example you are giving, then it means the thing came to pass. Eventually, the thing came to pass. That means it was a significant dream then probably you have to pray for God to give you more sensitivity in that direction so that you can start dealing with it earlier, all right? You know, there there are ways in which... You see, this thing about the the spirit realm, it's it's all about information transmission, all right? And just like how in the physical, there can be interferences and stuff like that. It's a technology. (laughs) It's a spiritual technology, all right? There are times that that the, the devil tries to intercept information in the spirit and all of those things. All right. So if for you 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 consistently realize that I, I've been having significant dreams, but when I have them, they don't feel like significant dreams. You probably need to do some warfare along the lines of dealing with interferences. Daniel received an answer from day one. There was an interference with it. In the second heavens so these blockages and these delays and things can actually happen in the realm of the spirit right so if consistently you are realizing that ah, i dream but i don't remember i don't see it as significant i don't feel that it's significant but later it turns out that hey what i saw was actually true then probably there's some interference or something going on and it will take some spiritual warfare for you to be able to deal with that okay so that's that's what i have to say about that does anybody have anything to add yes that's another it's not um it's not like maybe something bad it's just a familiar sight I, I, classic example i remember was when i actually started GEMP. so again they have two classrooms there's the classroom in Cali.
health science. Then there's the one at uh, Skills. Skills. Yes, uh-huh. Skill Center. I mean, when we're praying into the, I think after school, the whole game thing. I'd see myself in a classroom, but I, I mean, I didn't make too much of in a, a dream. It, was it? A, I, the truth is that I don't remember whether it was a dream or, or it was. Uh-huh. But I'd seen myself in that classroom at some in a classroom at some point, so I knew that I would go to school. I mean, I just that was that was the, the best interpretation whatsoever. So when we got into Gamp, I was sort of low key expecting that that would be the when we entered the classroom. It was not the classroom that I had seen. It was until the first day in the other classroom, other classroom. when we sat. And then I'm like, "Ha! Huh, You've seen this. Before. This is the classroom." Minus that, there have been things that I don't know whether it's deja vu. That's the name they give to it. But personally, I have, I, I, I want to say that I chose to. I've accepted God's leading through that as well. In that, when I take a new, before I take on any new thing in life, I look out for, I don't, I don't want to say I look out for the deja vu moment, but I look out for a moment where something confirms for me that this is where I'm supposed to be. And I get that Consistently. consistently. That sort of, I don't, like, it just, I was telling Pazalfa a few minutes ago that there's a workplace that I started working recently. When I, there was a day that Lock we were handling. Galamsey. <laughs> the wife said. There's a way. There's a locum site that. <laughs> and oh, a locum is not this. <laughs> there was a handing over, I think we are changing over shifts. And when the person started talking, mm-hmm. I sort of just recognized that that whole, I'd seen it before. Mm-hmm. Not like in a dream that I'll say, because I also noticed that I was forgetting my dreams. So I started writing That's right. any kind of like any dream that you think is important, you write. But I don't remember it as a dream per se. It's like a, it is the occurrence that reminds you that you have seen this before. Right. I don't know. I don't know what is spiritual. I mean, that is my interpretation of it. Your spirit man comes into contact with information all the time. Okay. So there are some of the things your spirit man has come into contact with the information. It's not yet been transmitted to your soul, or which is your mind, until you see something that triggers that connection. You get it? Uh-huh. So that's, that's, that's how it happens. Yeah. David? Uh, there's a question on dream interpretation. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of symbolism, <laughs> uh, sometimes people dream and then they see certain foods that they eat, or they certain, certain certain foods that they eat, F- foods, yeah, or certain numbers, and then they are documented. People have published uh, articles and videos about meanings of some of these things. So, we want your take on? Oh well, um, if if you've been in this church for a while, you know my stance on that. I'm not saying some of those things are wrong; they could be actual interpretations but when i look at the bible i don't see stereotyped interpretation of symbols in the bible okay for example a snake in the garden of eden was the devil but there was a time moses was with the children of israel in the wilderness and snakes were biting them and the instruction was that he should make a bronze snake and erect it and when the people look at the bronze snake they will get healed and later Paul gave a revelation of that bronze snake that it was actually Jesus a symbol of Jesus 
that as the bronze pole in the desert, in the same way the Son of Man shall be lifted up. Talking about Jesus on the cross. Jesus a snake on the cross. Are you getting the point that I'm making? In, what do you call it? Um, Genesis, the snake was the devil. But now, the snake is, is Jesus. A lion. Peter said, be sober, be vigilant. For your adversary, the devil, walketh about like what? A roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But Jesus is also called the Lion of Judah. <laughs> so if you dream and you are seeing a lion, is it the Judah lion or the roaring lion that is looking for you to eat? It is on this basis that I, and this is just, these are just two examples, okay, that I don't believe in stereotype interpretation. It doesn't mean those articles and things that people, it may have been so for some people, okay, that if you see a cow, then it means are going to start a, a, a farm <laughs> or something and blah 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 and things like that it may have been so for somebody it may have been so for they the people writing the article it doesn't mean it is universal and it's the same for everybody it could also be a situation where in most cases it is so but there may be a few cases where if you see this it means something else you, you understand now there are actually people have created apps for interpretation of dreams you pay you pay in dollars pounds oh, yeah there are prophets who are doing that in Ghana here Ghana here I don't want to mention it but there are prophets who are doing that in Ghana I saw one and the charges are not small charges so. I saw 110 pounds I saw 150 pounds I saw like seriously there are categories so you pay and then you type in your dream and then they will type back the interpretation for you and it's like that <laughs> so maybe if you are here and you have a gift for interpretation of dreams multiple streams of income <laughs> I see some of these things the reason why I am against it is that the scripture clearly says that freely have you received and freely shall you give Jesus said that when he was talking about authority over demons and you know signs and wonders and blah blah to his disciples he said freely have you received them freely shall you give there's there's no reason why you should charge anybody to administer the gifts of the spirit to the person it's it's not correct it's contrary to the word of god all right yes and please um, i'm not saying you are very spirit but then you are dreaming every day when i know i dream like are dreaming is it normal <laughs> oh as i said you see the same way god has different ways of dealing with everybody all right there are people who are just given to dreams and their dreams are very very significant okay that's that's how god chooses to to deal with so in the same way that somebody will be there six months and not dream <laughs> it will be you dream a lot it doesn't make one person more spiritual than the other it's just how god deals with everybody that's it. Yes. More I, questions, more experiences. That's share. a follow-up to that. Yes. On the question on interpretation. Pardon? On the question of interpretation, interpretation. there's a follow-up question. Yes. So if someone said that if they are seeing maybe snakes a lot snakes in a their lot. dreams, yes. how then do they go about their interpretation? If you are seeing snakes a lot... The truth is that in my experience, more often than not, snakes are negative. Okay? From in my experience as 
a pastor and all of that snakes are more negative than positive i just use that example in the bible so that you know that you can't have a stereotype mind that this is this all right but more often than not snakes are, are, are neg- more negative than than positive all right and and the question is what what were the snakes doing in the bible when they used the snake it was for healing it was a positive thing and that's that snake was representing jesus on the cross it was a positive thing but what what were the snakes doing in the in the what do you call were the snakes scaring you because god will not put fear in you he says i've not given you the spirit of fear you see some of these things that's why we must know the scriptures so when you know the scriptures the interpretation the interpretation of every dream and every vision is is in the scriptures one way or the other sometimes all that the holy spirit does is to activate one scripture in your spirit and it explains it but you don't know the scriptures what will he activate the proverbs your grandmother taught you <laughs> that's what you activate to 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 tell you that's why we must know the scriptures all right you see this, this thing with our relationship with god and spirituality there's no shortcut to it the basic things and you can't circumvent them the basic thing consistency in prayer consistency in the word uh, regular fellowshipping with the brethren everything comes back to those basics everything comes back to those basics when those basics are strong everything else becomes easier those are the foundations so work on your word steady life work on your prayer life work on consistency i told you that that time that you see how easy it will be for you to determine that this is my mind speaking or this is my or, or this is god speaking this is the holy spirit's voice it depends on how often you communicate with the holy spirit it's as simple as that when you talk to somebody on phone regularly when they say hello you know that it is so so and so but those you don't talk to regularly you have to ask who is this especially if your screen is spot who is this before they will identify themselves but if it's somebody you talk to very often the moment they say hello no do you know and it's the same way if you have a consistent communication line that is open consistently with god it's easy when you hear god in your spirit you know that this is god i talked about inner visions okay that sometimes you you just see pictures it may seem like it's your mind crowd that is generating them why is it that there are some people who are able to come out very boldly and declare the things and it is so it's the, the clarity comes from a certain consistency in a certain place you understand uh-huh. so as for the basics you can't run away from them you can't run away wherever you pass those basic things they are constant all right yes david you had you had another i'm also asking online so. online okay yes there's a question that says um is this normal to dream in a dream is there <laughs> to something dream in a dream i said a dream within a dream yeah i've heard of those things <laughs> yeah you wake up into a dream it's it's it's, uh, it's true it's it's happened to me a few times it happens it's happened to me a few times I mean, for me, if it has happened to me, then then it's normal. <laughs> it's normal. <laughs> I've experienced it before, so I, I think it should be normal to be able to have a dream within a dream. A dream within a dream, and then a dream dreams that are in parts. 
you dream part one, you wake up, you go back to sleep and it continues. It's like a series. <laughs> and, and for me, most of the time, those ones turn out to be very significant dreams. The ones that I just wake up and those basa basa dreams, they are not orderly like that too. Like, it's just basa, like <laughs> no leg, no tail, that kind of thing. Yes. Um, please, I want to ask that um, what happens when you sleep and then like sleep paralysis, you want to wake up, but mm. you can't wake up. And it's like something... It's like something is pulling yes. you or something. All right. I've seen, I've seen uh, medical explanations for that. That sometimes when you sleep, there's some dis- dissociation between some part of your brain and another and blah, blah, blah. It is possible. But it's also possible that the devil takes advantage of some of these things to just intimidate people and you know just like how there could have been a very good medical explanation for the woman who was bent that Jesus prayed for and said this woman whom Satan has bound 18 years there could have been a good medical explanation we would have had nice diagnosis done x-ray blah blah and written like nice case nice case in quotes in quotes but there was a demon behind it. The, the devil was the one that was afflicting her. This woman would have gone to 1,000 doctors and she would have remained bent until that devil had been taken out. All right. In the same way that the, you can have scientific explanations for things, the devil can take advantage of those same situations and afflict people. All right. The one, the, 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 the science explains you don't get the, the, the impression it's supposed, it's supposed to be a very frequent thing. But you see if it's happening every two days, every three days, those kind of things, then you, you, you have to start wondering whether this thing is flesh and blood or not. Alright? So, that is my explanation. As much as there is a medical explanation for it, I've forgotten the exact thing. Maybe somebody can go and research it and one of these days you can come and educate us. But I've seen a medical explanation for that sleep paralysis thing. But I also believe the devil can take advantage of it and afflict people. Alright? If for nothing at all, just to put fear in you, there are a lot of things the devil wants you to believe. He wants you to believe you are under ancestral cares. He wants you to believe that um, that thing that is running through your family, it is coming. It is going to happen to you. Like suggestions, the power of demonic suggestions. And, all. and sometimes the suggestions can come through dreams and some of these experiences. It just puts a suggestion into your mind and you accept it. And it gives him a doorway to come and operate in your life. All right. So my answer is a double-edged answer. It could be just like somebody's constant headaches. It could be migraine, but it could also be a spirit of infirmity that needs to be cast out. All right. I know somebody like that. Headache constantly. This, 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 that, that, that. One prayer. That was it. There was somebody whose nose was constantly blocked every morning. Every morning, the nose. You see. <laughs> Devils can hide behind very, very funny little things. So, one prayer dealt with that spirit of infirmity. Ah, next morning, was like, hey, for the first time, I know like I can breathe. <laughs> like my nose is open. <laughs> you know, things like that. So, that's how the devil is. He takes advantage of very, very, very little things. He uses them as footholds to just have a place in your life. So, that's my answer to, to that one. Yes. Um, so, my question is about um, hearing from the Holy Spirit or from God 
Um, so I know like we refer to God as a father and like always with the masculine pronouns. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like when he speaks to you, is it, are you supposed to hear like a man's voice a in your head? Voice. Because I, I believe that every time I've heard from the Lord, it's always been my own voice I've heard in my head. Okay. So I wanted to like confirm. If All right. Okay. Okay. So the, the thing about hearing in the spirit is that hearing in the spirit is different from hearing in the physical. Okay? Hearing in the spirit is different from hearing in the physical. I always tell people, if you have sinned before, it means you hear in the spirit. How many people here have sinned before? Hey, raise your hand, raise your hand. Stop Stop looking at me as if you, you drop from <laughs> you drop from that. I said, how many people here have sinned before? All right, all right, all right. If you have sinned before, it means you can hear in the spirit. Why am I saying that? Temptation comes from the devil. The devil is a spirit. He spoke something to you. Go and do this. Go and say this. Go and do that. And you heard it. You didn't hear it like some bass voice or it was an impression either in your head or in your spirit that is how hearing in the spirit is even though there's a part or a type of hearing in the spirit where you can hear an audible voice but let me tell you that one is not the more common okay that's rather that's the exception rather than the rule okay so it it doesn't necessarily have to come in a physical voice of a male or a female so what you are saying that it's like your own voice kind of thing eh, that's how it is the same way that the sin one too comes you, know, you can't hear a, 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 a devilish voice <laughs> saying you should go and sin but you heard it very very well clearly and you moved by it so by by the same ability that you heard the devil and you did his bidding may you begin to hear god too clearly like that and do what he asks you to do <laughs> yeah so so i are you okay now uh-huh. hearing the spirit is different from hearing in the physical they are two completely different things yes other questions thank you so yeah that if i had this a follow-up question to yvonne's own mm-hmm. um at any point in time for a believer can the voice of the holy spirit be separated from that of the regenerated spirit of the believer can the voice of the holy spirit be separated from that of the regenerated spirit of the believer um when you come born again the holy spirit more or less takes over your 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 regenerated spirit okay so well in my opinion sometimes what people think is the voice of their spirit is probably either the voice of their soul or the voice of their flesh okay because as far as i'm concerned when you become born again the the holy spirit takes control over that compartment of the spirit all right when the bible says the spirit wars against the flesh that the 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 spirit there can can we put that that scripture is galatians um five right is it 19 the spirit was against the flesh. Okay, for the flesh lasted against the spirit. You realize that the spirit there is a capital S. I believe it's representing 
your regenerated spirit that is under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Because your flesh can't fight like the Holy Spirit as in God, like, you know. And this thing, when you read further, it's talking about that inner wall that goes on between your flesh and then your inner man. So when you become born again, your regenerated spirit is under the influence of the Holy Spirit. That is what I believe, all right? So the, the things that sometimes you think is the voice of your regenerated spirit, it is actually the voice of either your soul or the voice of your flesh that is trying to interfere with what the spirit is, is, is telling you. Because when you come born again, the truth is that your, your spirit man becomes a baby. Your spirit man becomes a baby, like baby, baby. That's why you need an accelerated growth regimen. And your flesh and your soul are still old. They know the bad things that you... Do you forget all the bad things immediately you become born again? No, 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 no. no. Not at all. But your spirit man is a baby. That's why sometimes in the beginning people struggle a bit. Because it's a baby trying to fight against an adult flesh. That knows all the bad things. So when that war starts and your flesh wants to do something your flesh wants to sin but your spirit man wants to pray can you imagine a baby shouting pray and the flesh of a grown man saying sin which one will win <laughs> you know that, that is why people it's there's some discordance you see and discordance always brings imbalance it's like when one leg is shorter than the other it's imbalance and when there's imbalance stumbling is the next thing and that is the reason why a lot of people stumble. So you need to bring your spirit man up to the point where it is stronger than your flesh. But the interesting thing is that their growths are always in opposite direction. Once your spirit man gains, your flesh goes down. They never go. That's why it says they are contrary to one another. They never move in the same direction. Inversely proportional. The moment your spirit man gains, your flesh goes down. The moment your flesh gains, your spirit man goes down. That is how it is. That is why it is very easy to quickly get to the point where there is catch-up and then overtaking. And now the same things that used to overcome you, you realize the appetites for them are gone. And it still comes back to those basic things that I said, that you cannot circumvent. Consistency in prayer, consistency in the word, consistency in fellowshipping with the brethren. It is, there, are, there are basics that nobody can circumvent. And, and may God give you the grace to be consistent in these things. Yeah. Sometimes spirituality is not a highfalutin thing. It's a very simple formula. There's a simple formula that is given us here. It says what? Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. So when you are struggling with the desires of the flesh, it means you are not walking in the spirit enough. It's as simple as that. You see, for sin to be birthed, there has to be a collaboration between your flesh and the devil. The reason why there cannot be sin in heaven is that these two are eliminated from heaven. You don't go to heaven with your flesh and the devil would have been locked up somewhere. So these two can never collaborate in heaven. That is why there will be no sin in heaven. So if you want to deal with sin, you want to deal with the flesh, you need to deal with these two things. Deal with the flesh and deal with the devil. Hallelujah. That's why sometimes and with besetting sins, it takes warfare daily warfare you wake up in the morning you know that this thing it is my weakness you wake up in the morning and say today me and you <laughs> do some spiritual 15-20 minutes consistently in the day bring that thing down to subjection as you move into the day you watch the difference that will happen in your life 
we struggle with things but we don't practice the things that can help us to overcome them on a daily basis wake up in the morning if it is lying if it is talking by heart if it is gossiping say today gossiping i i i i trample you under feet i i submerge you under the blood like what just deal with it in the spirit on a daily basis and, and look at the effect just watch the effect you are dealing with the devil and you are dealing with the flesh at the same time when those two can't meet there will be no sin so today i've given you a free tip to help you <laughs> yes uh-huh yes okay, thank you my question is um i can remember remember that back in ss i had a dream and then I literally wake up from the dream terrified. Okay. So I, I, I prayed. The one week exactly the dream came to pass. It was so terrifying. I even have marks on my body to show. So, <laughs> so um, I prayed. I prayed to God that I don't want this. It's, it was scary. But proud to that, what Pastor Dela was saying, I've been that deja vu feeling. Like you can relate to things that right. comes to pass. So after that prayer that I don't want to have that thing again. It's literally go down. I don't have those kind of sensitivities again. So I remember 2014, I had another episode, but that one, it was an instruction for me to do. So it didn't bring any. Then 2016, I also have another episode. But they were so vivid, so I can really remember. Yeah. So the 2016, now like I realized that was the reason why I had a dream. But from that 2016 up to now, it's like, yeah. So how do I get it back? <laughs> Now said, I know. Now I know better. Wait, so you said you prayed for that sensitivity yeah, to be taken away. Yeah, because it was. Yeah, scary. Has been answered. <laughs> What's your problem? That <laughs> 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 prayer has been answered. <laughs> so you prayed the opposite prayer that you to the prayer that you I prayed. I think I've done everything. Now I want. <laughs> Still is not coming. Still is not coming. Yes. Oh. I, I, I'm sure when there is something significant that you need instruction for it to come. It probably means there is nothing for you to be instructed or for, for God to show you through through that means. Okay? Either that or now God is using another channel or another means to speak to you. But you are so fixated on this one that if it's not coming through here. So you just sit and scan your life again. Probably there's another way. Maybe now you become more intuitive or you know it may be another another way god is speaking to you all right either that or there's really nothing significant maybe from 2016 to you have been praying so consistently that all the devils have been put at bay so god doesn't have to reveal anything to you again all right so those are the two possibilities all right yes um david okay you have a question from online Yes, there are two quick questions. Okay. Someone wants to know, the first one, someone wants to know about prophecy. Why a prophet can give a prophecy but will not remember, but the one receiving will remember everything accurately in the future. Why a prophet will give a prophecy but not remember? not remember? Oh, that one there is a very simple. <laughs> there are a lot of prophecies I give to people I don't remember. Especially the ones that come from the raw gift of prophecy. You know, I explained to you that the raw gift of prophecy, it's utterance, divine utterance. You just speak under the inspiration of the Holy There's no mind, like you, it's not like you, you don't even know what you are going to say next. You open your mouth and you are just speaking under the, most of the time you don't know what exactly you say. So it's, it's, it's very fine. Another reason why somebody will give a prophecy and not remember is that they probably prophesied to so many people. 
and they may not be able to remember everything they said to everybody okay so that one is a very 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 normal thing it doesn't mean the person didn't take your matter serious so people want opportunities to get offended <laughs> uh-huh. that you said this and the person like, eh, did i say that it's like oh it means you didn't take me serious no it's not like that it doesn't work that way at all there are a lot of times you will not remember even the ones that you 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 give through the revelational gifts you may not remember all the details like you see the thing is that you the recipient of the prophecy is more important to you than the one giving the prophecy so it is your responsibility to keep the details it's not the responsibility of the one giving the prophecy to keep the details for you otherwise the details those people will keep there's so many in a meeting you can prophesy three four five six seven people maybe the same day you go to another meeting you go and then you are keeping everything like that like in some way <laughs> yeah so it's your responsibility to remember it's 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 as simple as that another one then the second one what do you do when you get an uh, an angelic visitation and your spirit you are sure of speaks with them but can't understand the conversation uh, but when you wake up you have an expression on your face what do you do in this situation then it's similar to Kobe's thing. <laughs> this understanding thing uh, you probably need to do some serious spiritual warfare because you are, you are talking about an angelic visitation here and you are probably showing your spirit it's a, it's a correct angel that you are seeing not <laughs> I'm online let me not mention some things <laughs> things like that alright maybe some spiritual warfare needs to come in there there's probably some interference with information um, dissemination in the spirit and it needs to be cleared um Yes, okay, sorry, no, sorry, I'll come to you. Okay, so so say you are someone that people keep telling that um, things you say, like a normal conversation, keep happening. Uh-huh. Like it's like things that you say when you're talking normally that you think are just part of conversation keep happening. Uh-huh. Um, how are you then going to be able to identify which of, like while you are talking, which of those things are significant for the people that you are speaking it's not for you the one saying it's significant for the person so you don't need to know that it's significant there are a lot of things I've said to people me I didn't even know I was saying anything but I was speaking very 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 accurately into their lives it's it's not for me I'm just a vessel you you understand it's like the tap the tap is not the source of the water it's just a channel through which the thing comes so the water is not for the tap I've seen a tap drinking water before. <laughs> the water is not, if you understand it that way, I mean, it's, you're just a vessel. You're just a vessel God is using. And, and that is that. The truth is that God, he can use any, anybody, anything, even a donkey. In the Bible, donkey cry, donkey. And you see, that donkey, the prophet has been sitting on him for a very long time. So it's, it's possible some impartation cry was taking place. <laughs> the day the prophet himself was misbehaving, the donkey picked up the mantle and, you know, started operating the thing like that so the important thing is that it, it is meant for somebody it is not you god will just use you as a vessel to communicate that thing and, and that is it yes okay let me come to nasara and then i'll go to the back yes microphone thank you uh-huh, when she was asking her question then mm-hmm. something came to mind can you hear a little louder um, please there's a saying God reveals to redeem. I don't think it's in the Bible. Well, I don't it's know. It's mm-hmm. not in the Bible. Mm-hmm. 
I was wondering, does he always, even though it's not in the Bible, does he always reveal to redeem? Because as she said it, she had a dream, she prayed. The next week exactly, it okay. happened. Like, and mostly the adverse outcomes. And okay. what is your take on it? And how right. should we adjust to that? Okay. So, in the first place, yes, you are right. The whole God reveals to redeem thing is not in the Bible. All right. It's, it's just a, 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 a nice thing. It's not scriptural. And it's not always that God, when God reveals, there is a redemption. There are times when God reveals, it means there are certain conditions that must be met before the redemption comes. And I'll give you a a typical example. God revealed to Abraham he was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. But there were conditions. If I can find ten men righteous. So there was a negotiation until it got to the point where the conditions couldn't be met and that was where the destruction came in if the conditions had been met Sodom and Gomorrah would not have been destroyed all right so here God revealed but there was no redemption and the reason was that the conditions for the redemption were not met and sometimes the conditions for redemption are are, are, they are different it could be a certain depth of prayer you see I have adopted the system where I pray until I feel a certain release in my spirit. Sometimes, so we'll pray. We'll just wake up in the morning, pray five minutes about it. But there are certain things that you need to, to, to hammer longer, you know, until you feel a certain release in your spirit that this one, it is done before you stop. You, you get it? So in that situation, there, there was a certain condition of a certain depth of prayer that probably was not met that was why the thing you know didn't reverse or any 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 of those things but the fact remains that god revealing to redeem is not in the bible and it's not every time that when god reveals it means there will be a redemption sometimes there are some conditions that must be met and if they are met that is when the redemption will come in okay are you okay (laughs) yeah yes please do What, if I, what I really want to ask is what if the conditions are met? What if the conditions this, are met? I don't know how to put what I want to say. What if you feel the conditions, conditions are, are met, met but okay. there's no redemption? Let me also add the fact that there are times God will show something and it's not like he's showing you to do something about it. He's just pre-informing you. And I've, I've, I've had things like that before okay those ones and eh, you realize that when you are praying and co- it's like it's hitting the ceiling and it's just bouncing back hitting the ceiling and it's just bouncing back i mean i've, I've had experiences like that when it gets there so, so i'll just tell my father this one and no i don't know that is it so sometimes it's just a pre-information like like me catch <laughs> i'm just telling you that this and this and this is what is going to happen you understand okay and and when god does that then it means there's a reason there's a good reason Sometimes there are certain situations it's, it's, it's hard for you to see the good reason in it. Hey, this thing power is a good reason. But when the Bible says all things work together, all things means the good, the bad, and the ugly. All of them work together. Most of the time, we just look at things in isolation. There are a lot of things, if you take them in isolation, they'll be bad. But if you take it in the context of all things, they are good things. Hallelujah. I always like to give this analogy. If, if you have this nice white background and you came and you saw a brown 
paint swoosh on it you say ah who has spoiled the background like that this nice white background why have you come to paint a brown line brown thick line in it you have spoiled it but if you went and you came back and that brown thing now there are green leaves on it there are flowers on it and you realize oh that brown thing was actually a branch of a nice flower plant you realize that when you look at that brown thing in isolation it looked bad but when you put all things together it was actually a good thing that is how god that that's my explanation of all things work together for the good that is it and and the, and the truth is that it's not everything that god will give you the opportunity to see that nice picture at the end of the day that is where trusting god comes in you trust him in spite of the fact that the thing is looking somewhere you just trust him that he has your best interest at heart you see god will never deliberately do you evil you never deliberately do do you evil all right so just 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 understand this analogy when you are reading that scripture all things work together when you take the things as individual things they may look bad but when you put everything together it was a good thing and sometimes that one thing it's hard to see the good in it <laughs> it's hard it's very very it's difficult but at the end of the day that is how god this was his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts there are a lot of times we try to think for god god didn't call us to understand him he didn't call us to understand him because understanding god is difficult and literally impossible the way he sees things is completely different from the way we see it. a lot of times we, we we try we behave as if god is a human being but may God constantly remind you of the fact that he is not human. When you accept that, eh, your relationship with him will be nicer. Sometimes we relate to God like we are relating to your beloved, who is human. But God is not human. Somebody that they say, eh, eh, what do you call it? A, a single eh, is like a thousand years. Is it like that for you? <laughs> eh? There's a scripture that describes God's hand. They say what well, the oceans are in this. This, this man, this, this, this being, it's not you. So don't try and understand things the way he understands things. His wisdom is like how the east stretches from the west. Your wisdom is limited to your tregus to tregus. <laughs> you can't go beyond what is in the sky. <laughs> you understand? So we are on completely different levels. Let's, so, sometimes we anticipate things for God based on how we anticipate it for a human being. But today let it enter the spirit that God is not a man. He will never be a man. He has never been a man. You will continue to be a man so long as you are on earth until you are raptured and you reach heaven and, and, and we all become like him. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's true we can become like him on earth, but it's, it's, it, there's a limit to it. The ye are gods, ye are gods, ye are gods. It's small G. <laughs> it is small G. <laughs> you have to understand that difference. Capital G and small G. It's, it's, it's you know, sometimes eh, we, we, we take certain things too far mm. we take certain things too far your faith your faith is a very powerful thing your faith so I'm, I'm addressing you see people who probably are, are disappointed in God because probably God they, they, you expected God to do something and he didn't do it this one is for you hallelujah let me divest small and then take care of this one your faith is a very powerful thing no? and Every powerful thing needs a regulator. 
You can't leave your faith unregulated. Let me tell you what would have happened if our faith, the power of our faith was not regulated. I'll wake up this morning and I'll say, I have faith. So five more suns should appear in the sky. Already one cry. And Pastor Alpha says, he has fasted two days. So he, he has faith for 16 more suns. And Pastor Dallas said, no, 16 is not enough, 24. So my five plus is 16 is what, 21. And his plus 24 is what? 45. Yeah, 45. 45 sons in there. The faith must be regulated. If there are three gentlemen in the church, they all have faith for one lady. And the faith is not regulated. <laughs> Does it mean God will change the rules and now allow polyandry? Where one lady, we are doing wedding and there are three gentlemen here. And the father brings her. Whose hands will you put there? <laughs> so there is a regulator and that regulator is called the sovereignty of God. That is what regulates. That is what determines and puts limits on the power of our faith. So our faith is like ECG electricity. Or our faith is like the plug that we use to access God's power, which is ECG electricity. So you plug in. But there are times when you plug in, the electricity doesn't flow. This morning like this, I was late to church because they put off that. The moment the rain starts, as again, I don't know what it is with rain. And the moment the rain started, no light. I had to go and look for somewhere to iron clothes and stuff like that. And all of that. So there are times that you plug in but the electricity will not flow. The power will not flow. Why? Because there is an ECG somewhere, which is the sovereignty of God, that has decided that because of rain, if the power flows, somebody will get electrocuted. Somebody will die. So let me cut the power for now. You understand? So God's sovereignty is like ECG. Your faith is like the plug that you use to access it. And ECG has the power to regulate and decide that's what to do. The power will not flow. Because if... They don't regulate the power. There are times that that same power can burn down buildings. That same power can destroy your, especially when it's fluctuating. But it can destroy your blender. It can destroy your. So they decide, let's put it off. So at that time, when you switch on, nothing happens. So during those times, you apply the faith and you don't see any results. It's because the one who is suffering has decided that for this and this and this and this reason, I will not let the power flow. And there are times we get to know. He gives us the privilege to know why. But because he's God. There are times that he decides that I decided I don't need to tell you. Just accept it and trust me like that. You understand? May God bring us to that point where we trust God unconditionally. It's like everything that happens in our lives, we know and we trust that God has our best interests at heart. Hallelujah. Sorry for digressing. Let's go back to the, <laughs> to the subject we are dealing with. Yes, Michael. And then we'll come to. Oh, sorry. The, sorry. Before you, um, there was a hand at the back. Yes. Good morning. Yes. Daniel, I thank you for giving us this opportunity to interact with you this week. So mine is a concern. Um, most of the time I have dreams. And in the dream, I'm being pursued or there's danger. And the only way I can escape is to shut my eyes. When I shut my eyes, like, I don't automatically... Um, you shut your eyes in the dream? Yes. <laughs> I don't know if it's a habit or something I, I just learned to do. When I shut my eyes and I'm, I'm awake, I'm in my body. Okay. But when I'm awake, I feel, I don't 
feel fine. Uh -huh. So I've been doing, this has been happening like for some time now, but it's like it's not happening, it's not working. So I now have to shut my eyes very tightly, like very tightly before I can wake up. And that one, I even struggle. And recently I had a dream. It's like the danger was so close. I tried shutting my eyes. Is it one particular type of danger all the time? Um, not really. Or you it's, can't even put your finger. You know there is danger. Yes. But you can't I, tell I can exactly I feel what. that there is danger. So I have to shut my eyes and wake up. But it's like the danger was so close. I shut my eyes and I can't wake up. Uh, and I'm scared to be in the dream and fight the danger. Because mm. I feel when I try to fight it, I might die or something. Yes. So I, I don't know what to do about it. Okay. All right. Thank you. Um, to what extent have you committed this into prayer? what extent have you fasted about it have you prayed for how long now has that been months years weeks i should say yes yes now yes because almost all the time that's how i escape when you i'm you in escape. yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's a, it's a similar story to somebody's story that i i heard and in hers from the time she was very it's little she always dreamt a madman, like a madman would be chasing her. It's like a same madman chasing her all the time. She has to run, 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 and then she'll wake up. The madman was never able to get her. And there was a time she went through a period of fasting and prayer, and the dream came again. But this time, when the madman was coming, she turned and started running towards the madman, and the madman ran away, and that thing has never come again. There are some things you, you need to prepare yourself and deal with them in the spirit once and for all. You understand something like this that has happened for years it is significant it is it, it's definitely something what i'll suggest is that you go on a fast and do some intensive spiritual warfare because uh, even when you have the same dream once twice three times crap is significant how much more years like that and look at the content of it all right i'm not saying necessarily your experience will be the same as that person where the dream came again and they chased the person away but whatever it is it is obvious there is something that must be dealt with in the spirit. And one, you have to pray against the spirit of fear. Because obviously in the dreams you are, you are, you are manifesting fear, you know. But he says he has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. So I will recommend do a three-day fast and deal with this particular thing. Intensive spiritual warfare during those three days. Don't pray for financial breakthrough. Don't pray for, <laughs> don't pray for any material things. Nothing. Just deal with that thing. Like, and and you are dealing with it from a position of authority. That is very significant. You are dealing with it from a position of authority. You are not coming. It's like you are the soldier. You are holding the machine gun, and you are going to arrest a thief. That only has a kid. That's why the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not canal. They are not ordinary. They are, we, we come from a superior place and that mentality must be in you when you are confronting this thing. The devil always, he can read the state of your heart. When you are coming to confront him and you now, you are not sure, you are not, uh, yeah, yeah, he knows how. You are starting from a defeatist point. But go from a position of victory. We believers, we don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. We fight from a position of victory. And that victory you are fighting from was what was done on Calvary 2,000 years ago. So I recommend a three-day fast for you. And during that time, just deal with it. 
and you'll be surprised that during your fasting and prayer you may get some clarity as to what exactly it is because certain things it can be anything it can be something that the devil wants to bring into your life sometimes it can even be sickness it can be whatever but it's like he hasn't gotten you yet all right but if he gets the opportunity he will that impartation will take place i'm just using that as an example all right but deal with it from a position of victory intensive spiritual warfare that whatever it is the enemy is trying to do whatever intimidation or whatever just deal with it you know three days of fasting and i believe things will turn around all right yes okay let me go to michael and then come daddy back. please three questions from the church online three uh, questions all right yeah a follow-up with uh, christabel's own mm-hmm. um it says that also there are days okay that is before so let me read the first one please another question so i know somebody who met a man some time ago this man started prophesying to her some of the things he mentioned were very true but some were a bit scary and brought fear so in such a situation what should you do should you take what he's saying because he mentioned things that were accurate or just forget about it about what he saw concerning your life and the second one says okay let me take this first one first i mean the bible has stated clearly i have not given you the spirit of fear a proper prophetic word won't bring fear into you you see even if it is a revelation it won't leave it like that if it leaves it like that it's not likely it is from god because all it has come to do is to introduce fear into you a certain window of hope will be open one way or the other okay do this and do this and do this and do this and do that all right either the person is not operating from a right source or the person is too immature in the operation of the gift of prophecy itself it could be one of two things there are a lot of immature people who are just creating confusion they'll see the thing i told you the other time that sometimes when you see something it is left for the person to interpret let the person do the interpretation people make a lot of mistakes and all of that so it is possible he or she is a victim of that kind of thing but if the gift of god is being operated as it's supposed to to be operated it will not end in fear it will not end that is what the devil does that's what the devil does to bring fear to introduce fear into us so there is something wrong somewhere and whatever it is that person must deal with that spirit of fear first and foremost right because as for fear when you entertain it it opens you up for all sorts of things to happen to you right so the person must deal with the spirit of fear first whatever negative thing it was the person said you can deal with it in the spirit you can go into fasting you can go into prayer if maybe the person didn't give the solution pray god can give you the solution that do this do this do this do this we forget that we also have the spirit of god inside us living inside us okay you see we we admire the elijahs and the elishas and but all of them eh, it was the bible said the hand of the lord came upon them and they did the things that they did but there's a certain scripture elijah cannot relate to there are certain scriptures that elijah cannot relate to because he never had the entirety and the fullness of god living inside him it's just a hand though you the hand the eyes 
the news inside of you so don't underestimate what God can do through you don't underestimate what you can do that's the website I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me he said Christ in you the hope of glory Elisha cannot he can't relate Christ in me no 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 he cannot relate to that because they just knew the hand of God upon them from time to time alright so go and pray the spirit of God that is inside you will give you the solution and deal with it but don't entertain the spirit of fear the next question alright so also there are days that you have very significant dreams let's say you have a dream about someone trying to to harm you but the face of the person you're seeing is somebody you know somebody you know and the person is a good person I know of people who saw such things and ended their relationship with whoever they saw in their dream how do you deal with such a situation yes it still comes back to the to the basics <laughs> your own relationship with god what do you sense inside you concerning that person how do you what, what 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 is your spirit man picking up when you get close to that person because the devil can also use these things to create confusion the bible says god is not the author of confusion whatever god is not the devil is so the devil is an author of confusion there are people who have missed significant steps in their lives. Marriage. Good man comes. And then they dream and they see him wearing a mask. <sighs> hey, this man, if I marry him, he'll kill me. <laughs> you know? What do you sense in your spirit? What do you sense in your spirit? You see, if God will reveal that to you in a dream or in a vision, most of the time he would have used the primary means which is that inner witness. You see, back to Job 33, that he speaks to us once, twice. And when we don't perceive it, then he brings the dream and the vision. By the time you, if it's from God, by the time you are dreaming and seeing that, you would have sensed something. He would have prompted you once, twice, in a way. But if nothing, and then suddenly, no, hey, you are saying, look, you have to look at it twice. All right? people maybe some business be that you know no then you go and see the person and the person wants to squeeze your neck in you know it could be it could be but at the end of the day what do you sense what do you sense yourself it comes down to that what do you sense yourself there are certain things nobody can do for you there are certain there are certain sensations and nobody can have for you you are the one in the situation you are best positioned to be able to tell what do you sense about the person you know so that that is it so the third question um please is it normal to have a dream talking to a dead relative you know telling you that they want to kill you but you didn't but the person didn't specify who they were the question okay when you say is it normal <laughs> you mean is it all right or is it <laughs> i mean definitely that is not a good dream to dream a dead relative telling you they want to kill you. They want you to come and join them. No, no, no. Refuse it too. You have not finished your assignment here on earth. All right. So if if your normal means that it's okay, it's not okay. A dream like that is not okay, especially when it, it's also followed by a certain sensation in your spirit and all of that. You need to get into prayer. You need to deal with it as soon as possible. It is not. It's not. It's not correct. Your dead relatives cannot, on their own, appear in your dreams. They have absolutely no business there. There's some old high life song. They say, They say, They say, They say, They say, They say, They 
it makes sense. Oh, he's thinking of himself. Oh, <laughs> come and appear in your dreams and things like that. No, 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 no. A lot of these things they are they are the works of familiar spirits. Familiar spirits have the ability to take people's images and things like that. You know. So I've told you before that there's nothing like a ghost. Anything you see that is a ghost is a familiar spirit. It's not the spirit of the dead person. Scripturally, that is not possible. The gulf between the living and the dead is wide though. Even in the world of the dead, eh, where the good people are and the bad people, the gulf grapple is, is wide. Look at Lazarus' story. The gulf is even within that compartment. Anna, you are escaping from that compartment and you are coming to another dimension altogether. It's not possible. When you are dead, you are gone. Like, okay, you are gone. It is appointed unto man once to die after death. Judgment. Finish. Awaiting judgment. And no, no, no. So, if you see a dead relative, one, it's either your imagination because you probably have been thinking about the person or this or this or that. Fine. Or is the devil just trying to, or some familiar spirit just trying to do some funny thing in your, what do you call it? I told you there was confusion in the family. So a man died. He had a lot of property. When it was time to share, somebody had a dream that he said, This particular son, the man said, this, They shouldn't give him some. <laughs> for, no, no, forever. I said, Mama, money be. On yet. <laughs> you can imagine the kind of confusion that erupted in the family. This is the work of the devil straight. And such a thing, you won't choose the one in the family who is, Oh, Farmer Nyamio. The hard one that doesn't understand anything, he will not sit down and allow them to cheat him like that. Confusion here and there. Evil spirits doing evil things. Anyway, so those are the three questions, right? Michael, those are the three questions for that person. All right, there was a hand at the back. Okay. Uh, it's a bit similar to what the lady shared. Yes. How come it seems that sometimes God gives you gifts or makes you operate in certain ways that you don't think you are prepared for? Or in that sense, it's the one, as you said, we are more spiritual than we think. I think that's what leads to telling him that, you know, I don't want this. Mm-hmm. Like, why does he do that? Or, <laughs> I don't... I ask don't him. Know. <laughs> ask him. <laughs> because I feel like you find out years after uh-huh. why you were exposed to that. And you finish rejecting it a long time. Mm-hmm. And it has stopped working in your life. I don't think God will give you something you are not ready for. So you think at that time you were ready? By the time he's giving it to you, you are, you are ready. You see, it's, it's our own orientation and how we, we see ourselves and how we see things. I don't think God will give you anything. Even temptation crisis, he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can take. So I don't think he will give you something you are not prepared for. Interesting. You are giving <laughs> exams. You have been giving all the lectures. People have been giving, but it's not always that you pass. Okay. It doesn't mean you were not adequately prepared for the exam. So sometimes it comes to our own individual ways of dealing with what God has given unto us. You understand? You understand, but you don't agree. <laughs> I think it's deep. Anyway, I don't think God will give you anything you are not prepared for anyway. Yes. Okay. Do you have a follow-up question? So, for example, you were seeing open visions mm-hmm. and now... Looking back, you feel like, oh, it was a call to intercession. Mm-hmm. Why at that time, you're wondering that, ah, when people are seeing nice things, why am I only seeing negative things mm-hmm. to a particular group of people? Okay. And I realized that, oh, it's a burden for them. Mm-hmm. And after you said you don't want it anymore, it later, you saw it for just one person. You feel like this one, he, he ignored your motives 
your still show it to you. Yes, concern mm-hmm. that person. And at that time, you were still in that state where you didn't know what to do with it. So if now you feel like, oh, if you showed me these things now, I'll be in a better place to help. uh, And now you see that one person that he brought it about. Mm -hmm. Is it like try again? Like Uh, like whether the thing will come back again? No. Is it like now he's come and do referral? Like do Uh, the work that you said. What you couldn't do well that time. It's possible. I mean, God is a God of a second chance. Yo, he, in fact, he has he gives us many chances. <laughs> it's not just a second chance, a second chance, a third chance. So it's possible. It's possible that I mean you didn't handle that particular one well by the way you went about the intercession or whatever. But now uh-huh, you are more matured. You are <laughs> you are more mature in the spirit. So God can always give us a, a second chance to do things. Yeah. There was a, a hand at the back yes okay then i'll come for it so we'll be done in the next eight minutes or so yes thank you and please my question so there's an experience i've been having (laughs) when i go to work (laughs) i clearly hear the voice of god recently (laughs) three days ago (laughs) and it's always about my patience (laughs) three days ago i was just lying down and then i just felt a tap wake up Sometimes I hear, okay, go to this room, check on this patient, mm. check RBS, something. Mm. But it only happens when I'm at work. It doesn't happen <laughs> <laughs> anywhere else. And <laughs> it worries me because I feel like I should be able to live my life like that. Maybe medicine, there should be a, a subspecialty, <laughs> prophetic, prophetic medicine. <laughs> so I don't know what... You don't know what to do. Oh, you see, that the thing is that when it comes to these things, me myself, I've come to realize that it's not like a tap you can turn on and off when you want. After that, me, the things I want to see, I'm not seeing. No. The things, but if God should give me at least the things I want to see, ah, uh-uh. they are not. They are not the things I'm seeing. So, at the end of the day, <laughs> it, it's like that. You you don't have a control over it. Okay, maybe for you that is the area God wants you, and later He will expand it. To where you want <laughs> to where you want it to go yes but you see we should come to the point where our spiritual life and our secular life are one we've compartmentalized it in our minds like when i'm at work it's work when i'm in church i'm in church no everything is one you can be a christian in the workplace you can be an osofu in the workplace you can a lot of jesus's miracles were not in the temple it was in the marketplace. And you see, we are, we are forgetting that marketplace ministry is supposed to be a major part of the Christian work. Marketplace ministry. Say marketplace ministry. And when I say marketplace, I don't mean where they are selling Jenny and tomatoes alone. Where you are working is a marketplace. It's a marketplace. You read the Bible, most of the things Jesus did, he, it wasn't in a, there were just a few of the miracles and, and the preachings and things that he did in the temple. Some of them, oh, they'll just be there, no, okay, at the beach, oh, beach. Beach. You think they planned a beach crusade? People were there, probably they were swimming, they were doing, like, some were fishing, and they said, no, oh, this is an opportunity. Climb somebody's boat, you know, but it was a crusade. You understand? Let's not compartmentalize things that this is my spiritual life and this is my secular life. 
there are a lot of you God, God wants to use you in your workplace God speaks to you about your patience God gives you very accurate things and, but Charlie for you these things are in the church you know when we come to the presence of and you, you know when it comes to the operation of some of these things people even believe it's, it's that's with Friday night uh-huh. all night half night uh, fasting and prayer it's like uh, regular Sunday yeah. you know you guys come and listen to the word and move on and we thank God for a nice meeting and stuff like that you know let's not have preconceptions about God and how he wants to do things alright somebody like Daniel I don't think Daniel ever mounted a pulpit he was a marketplace prophet in quotes Joseph was a marketplace prophet in quotes the bible never I mean recognizes him as a prophet but we all saw that the guy had a, a serious gift prophetic gift and it wasn't for the pulpit it was for solving problems national problems I keep saying if our Greek minister had Joseph's gift in like that aha so there are some of you, your gifts, they are not meant for the pulpit. There's only one pulpit in the church. And only one person can stand behind the pulpit at a time. So if everybody is waiting for pulpit and microphone to, to, to express your gifts, on the judgment day, you go and answer. Because, you see, I told you the, the parable of the talents, it extends to the gifts of the spirit too that God has given unto you. Those who are keeping this and conserving it because they don't want to risk. Don't want to take a risk with it. On the judgment day, God is going to ask you. God is speaking to you consistently. Some of you, it's where your family is concerned. It's like a lot of the revelations are where your family is concerned. You are waiting for a prophet to come to your home and during a prayer meeting will confirm. But God, he said, I have found my servant David and with my holy oil have I anointed him. God has found you and has anointed you for the family. So the dreams and things you're having, start dealing with them. Don't wait for anybody. Hallelujah. Don't wait for anybody. So let's, let's not compartmentalize things. It is all one. When you're in the workplace, it's as good as being in church. When you're on the street, it's as good as being in church. It's the same spirit of God. He's everywhere and he works everywhere. All right? So if we are when those things, just operate in it, operate in it. It will get to a time, it will extend beyond the, the workplace. All of us, as I said, there are things we, we want to know. But God is not allowing us to know those ones. The ones that don't concern us. <laughs> those are the ones he gives us detailed information about. But we, are, we have taken it like that. And we are, we are fine. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. The next question. Yes. So I want to know what you are supposed to do if you receive a prophecy you don't like. Not that it's from, not like it's a bad thing. It's just not what you want at that point in time. To you. And it's not like it's from somebody that your spirit doesn't agree with anything. What do you do? Do you negotiate with God? Do you, <laughs> do oh, you yeah, yeah. take it right. as it is? Okay, I'll give you my own personal experience. There was a program I was ministering with um, Prophet Bernard I finished ministry and he came to minister and when he came to pick the microphone he gave me a certain prophecy he told me about certain doors that are going to open for further studies abroad and blah 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 he told me it was a Sunday 
the moment i went out of the church i told god you know i don't like it <laughs> you know i don't want it <laughs> sunday thursday a letter was on my desk an opportunity to go and do a phd in some sub sub something being hematology dundee university scotland i was going to come with nice monthly stipend in pound sterling i was going to be away for a few years and blah 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 i put the letter somewhere by the next monday another letter this time similar thing bigger money more prestigious um institution this time was edinburgh I put it somewhere. <laughs> I put it somewhere because I told God I, I don't like it. I mean, I, I knew he was seeing right. I've ministered with him a lot of times. I know. I know that he's, he's, he's gifted. He's, he, but I didn't want it. So I told God, I don't want it. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. So God is the ultimate, what do you call it? Speak to him. And he didn't punish me for rejecting it. <laughs> I had my reasons. Aside the fact that I'm not too big on the whole traveling outside thing and all of that. My family was young at that time. I had a very young family at that time. And I know living for that number of years wasn't going to be the best. And there was no way I was going to compromise that. Okay. So I told God, so I don't want it. All right. I mean, there, there are a lot of, if you are here and you want that grace, receive it in the name of Jesus. Uh, take, take it. Receive the, the scholarships and the PhDs and the. Uh, some of us we have defined the line we are going <laughs> in life. So these things we don't want them. Uh, receive the, the scholarships and and uh huh. As you have shown, let it be so for you. <laughs> you know. In the same vein too, I remember when I was a student, I was CMF president. We invited a man of God for, is it a half night or an all night? He now, when he came, he was very tired. Even before he was introduced, he was dozing. <laughs> and there's somebody, I mean, who has ministered with that. Like we know him, he's, he's, he's gifted and everything. But that day, he was, very, he was very, very late. He was from another meeting. He was like, that was like his fourth meeting of the day and blah, blah, and things like that. So he started ministering and he called a particular lady. And he started ministering to her. And then he turned to me, President. The lady was fair. He said, You are going to marry a fair lady. <laughs> Not that I had anything against fair ladies or anything. But deep inside my spirit, I knew it wasn't. You know, I, 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 yeah, OBK, <laughs> yeah. So. I just knew deep inside my spirit that that wasn't it. Okay? He said, oh, you marry a, a fair lady. And so me, I decided that, okay, another word for fair is beautiful. When you say my fair lady, beautiful. So I took it that this, I decided I would marry a beautiful lady. <laughs> All right? I just, I just knew it in my spirit. I keep telling you that the Holy Spirit inside you knows more about your present, your past, and your future than anybody, no matter how anointed. This is what I'm telling you. Take it from me. The Holy Spirit inside you knows more about your present, your past, and your future than any human being will know, no matter how anointed they are. Listen to the Holy Spirit that is inside you. Look, the prophetic is subject to mistakes. 
let me tell you the truth it is subject it is one of those gifts and offices that can be influenced by our own prejudices and our own human things like don't 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 bash prophets too much when they say something and it's not so if you have not worked in that realm before you won't understand don't say some don't criticize them it is a very 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 tricky zone the dynamics are so many that if you don't handle things well you can easily make a mistake and it's not because you are false it's not because you are pretending to be gifted you are really gifted but there are so many moving parts at the same time that you can easily miss something so so don't bash prophet oh and somebody told me this and this is and it didn't come to us some of the things when you are told it is time for you to start interceding and praying but you go and sit down and believe that oh because it has been said it is automatically going to come true it is not so like, what is yours is yours <laughs> what is yours the devil wants to take <laughs> Elijah prophesied the a sound of abundance of rain. He himself went and prayed seven times. He himself, this one, he gave the prophecy. He went and prayed seven times until he saw the cloud the size of the hand of a man. He said, ah, the thing has happened. You, you didn't give the prophecy, but you will not pray. You didn't hear from God, but you will not pray. And at the end of the day, the devil's aim right from Genesis has been to put doubts in people's mind about what God has said. From Eve, did God say? Did God say? He's still doing. Did God say? Did God say that you will become a prophet? Did God say that you will be a rich man? Did God say that you own many houses? He always wants to put doubts in our mind. So when God says it like that, He will try to do things to prevent it from happening. So at the end of the day, you come and tell Ah, uh, you see, God lied to you. So some of the things, if you don't see it happen, and it's 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 not because the person didn't see right. The dynamics are so many. But remember that you also have a responsibility to pray the thing and, and, and deliver it into reality. Ensure that it is safely delivered. You understand? Even the birth of Jesus, it needed people like Anna, Simeon, to pray and to ensure that there was a safe delivery of the Messiah. That's why Simeon carried him. He said, what? My eyes have seen the consolation of Israel. Now your servant can depart in peace. I finished my assignment. Now I can die in peace. So pray the thing into being. With this prophecy, it says what? Do a good warfare. Was it Timothy who was advised? Yes, by Paul. War with the prophecy. Don't sit and say, uh, because of this, this, uh, and it didn't come to pass. That means uh, he cried. Recently there was somebody I was talking to. He said, ah, he started some business and the prophet came to prophesy that this thing is going to work and blah 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 and the thing has collapsed <laughs> he, does, he doesn't know what the prophet was seeing I told him my friend don't talk like that don't talk like that because they said they say you went to sleep <laughs> and the man of God has declared so <laughs> I'm going to sleep no 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 it, it doesn't work that way there are some if you don't do anything it will still happen but there are, there are some too that you need to continue praying and interceding until the thing comes to pass all right so that's how it is let me see by hands those who have questions and then we'll know the number of people who think all right one two three the church online do has questions how many questions are online one okay so we'll take that last one from the online and then we'll take the three from here and we are done okay let's take the online first 
Very. Hey, please, this one. When you dream of a football match, That <laughs> 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 you know the question already. Oh, continue. <laughs> continue. Yeah, yeah, continue. I don't know the question. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's what I'm standing. I don't want to. Hey, when you dream of a football match, and a week after the score line was was accurate when the match was played, mm-hmm. <laughs> was it like God was showing you so you bet on it, <laughs> <laughs> or the dream was as a result of your physical thoughts? I mean, I don't think God will show you a, a result of it so that you go and bet on it. No, no, no. That one, yeah. I'm sure the person is just is just is just joking, <laughs> you know. You can predict a football match by analysis. That's so and so and so and so. Me yesterday, my team lost. So Liverpool, but they are both my teams. So it's not that. If it had been some Manchester United or something that beat us, I'd have been very. I wouldn't have preached this morning. <laughs> but as is as is Real Madrid, we'll, we'll take it like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> But the fact remains that God will not show you. Uh, I, 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 I hear there are pastors who give lotto numbers. And, like, I, I, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why people are doing things like that. <laughs> they are giving lotto numbers. And people are testifying to that. They say, hey, me try, me do one million. And, and it's like testimony time. There's lotto testimony time <laughs> where people can testify of, <laughs> you know. But I mean, God, God doesn't operate that way. It's, it's as simple as that. God doesn't operate that way. Alright. Okay. So, Ioni, you had a question. Uh, Prosper, you also have a question. There's one more online. Okay, you let's let's take the last online one. A friend of mine's mommy, when things are really difficult for them and she prays, she will dream of his dead father giving her money. And truly, that very morning, someone would bring money. How would you explain that? That was the question. I can't explain. (laughs) 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 From the father to... Sometimes in, in your dreams and things like that, there's an association... You see, um, it's like when you have a dream, there's a reason why in your dream they speak languages that you understand. It's not necessarily, you see a white man in your dream speaking airway. It's not that that white man (laughs) is is a born born airway or anything like that. It's like when you hear God speak to you, he doesn't normally speak Hausa to you. You hear in a language that you you identify. There's that association. Mm. So if provision, usually, if provision is associated with your father, father, it is not strange that when your spirit man wants to communicate that there's provision coming your way, you see your father. I think what makes it a big fantastic is the fact that we are talking about a dead father. Exactly. But the reality is that if really that father when he lived was your definition of provision, whether dead or alive, they still carry that symbol. That's symbol. But it is important to note that it was not the dead father that yes, brought the provision. It is not, that, that is the most important thing in all of that. It is not the dead He doesn't have a bank account <laughs> where he is <laughs> to be able to bring you some to chop. <laughs> it is not your dead father. 
that has to be clear it is just probably a symbolism as he said you have associated him with provision so to communicate that to you clearly the same person is used but it is not <laughs> your dead father all right so i think i think that is abundantly clear all right let's take you on this question and we'll take the last two and we are done my question is actually related to um seeing your dead relatives in okay. your dream okay. and um i know i've had people that said that their relative who died um they saw the person in heaven or they saw that the person was happy could it be that god is showing them that the person is in a better place or is it like and i think some clarity has also come like maybe a symbol it's possible okay. it's possible it's possible i mean somebody can die maybe you are worried oh that was a person saved or something god can show you a dream and the person is in abraham's bosom <laughs> or something just to give you comfort that they are okay that that can happen it's it's perfectly normal it's perfectly normal yes so i want to ask this question based on the supremacy and sovereignty of god mm-hmm. if you receive a prophecy and you confirm that this is the word of god mm-hmm. and you don't walk in it are you still working in the perfect will of god um i want to give us a, a scenario in my life um i received this word of god from a friend of mine that i'm going to enter into the medical school that's like in shs and i came for the interview and all that the list came out and my, my name wasn't in the list. I went to KNUST to do engineering. A second list came and my name was part of the list. But I didn't want to come. Mm. You get it? I didn't want to come because I've gotten used You're to annoying. the place. No, not annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've gotten used to the place and all that. But three times in a dream, God was telling me, like giving me scenes of me being in the hospital and all that. Why say I'll be, I'll be working in the perfect will of God if I reject all those things and still be in Kane UST? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's abundantly clear that... Um, but you see, the thing, the thing with God is that God is not so much of a hard master that if you miss one, then it's like, like your life is basakra, that kind of thing. In the same way that I don't think there is one particular person you are supposed to marry, such that if you miss that one, no, then it means like you have missed it completely. God is not wicked like that. You see, even when we set exams, the MCQs, we do four in one. Four, like four, you are supposed to choose one. This one, there are like thousands, and God, or millions. And God wants you to get that one. And if you don't get... And the truth is that if that one to, if that one, to one were true, it means the moment one person misses, it's like because somebody else will go and marry that one, another person too will go and marry this one. And it will be confusion <laughs> all over the earth. All right? So when we talk about, yes, the will of God and all of that, the, 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 he, he gives us some allowance. All right? Yes, maybe there is what is the perfect will of God. This is the ultimate that he would have wanted for you. And you can drift away from it. But you can still go and do the engineering. Your life will still be fine. But the thing is that most of the time, what I do is that I take what I get as the ultimate. Because there's no way of knowing what would have been. Imagine you have stayed in the engineering. 
there's no way of knowing what would have been if you had come to medicine. You understand? In the same way, maybe you marry. Maybe there's some one particular person me that it would have been better or something. Take it that the one that you chose, you know, that is the, is the best. Because you can't... Um, I don't know. The English is not coming. Uh-huh. You can't anticipate that, oh, if I had done this, then it would have been... Maybe it would have been that. So what you end up in, you, know, you take it that, that that is the perfect. All I want to communicate is the fact that God is not that stringent that, oh, if you don't get this one, then it means like you have missed it completely. No, it's, it's, not, it's not wicked like that. It's not wicked like that. So my second question is about mm-hmm. an experience or experiences I've been having. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I will call it vision mm-hmm. or I don't know because in your description of your teaching, I don't. I don't think you talked about it. Um, certain times when I'm going to experience I give something unclassified. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I'm going to experience something um, bad, I see these light of black lights, mm-hmm. like black lights. Like I see them, mm-hmm. like for a short time, mm-hmm. and few days or few minutes later, something bad happens. Mm-hmm. When something good is come to happen, it's white lights. Okay. And um, when in a prayer. And it's been over a period. Yeah. And when it's it was a name, like we're in a prayer meeting, we're praying, and I feel that someone is getting healed or something. I don't know. Before that, I didn't know the interpretation of it, mm-hmm. but that's what I've come to understand. Right. I see purple lights, like I don't know what kind of was the name. Oh no! You see, the, the Holy Spirit has different ways of communicating different things to different people. Everybody and how God speaks to you. That's why I say, you see, it takes time to know that, oh, when this comes, then it means God is telling me this. There may be another person, if he sees lights, it means he's coming to fall sick <laughs> or something. I mean, so it's you. For a very long time, I, I didn't know that when I am under the, when I'm under the anointing, my right hand from my shoulder to the tip of my fingers becomes hot. From here to the tip of my, of my fingers and it's the right hand it used to happen to me and I was like ah, what is this sensation but after a while I realized it only happened when I was in a spiritual state it never happens at work or any other time so I got to know that okay and it is not every time to that Amanda the anointing that it happens it is certain levels <laughs> it's, it's, it's at certain levels alright so it was with time that I realized that ah anytime I experience this and this is what it means and it is like that for everybody there may be something it's not everybody who perceives or reacts to the presence of we all don't respond the same there are people who cry there are people who shake there's somebody he just feels like current running through his spine <laughs> That is how he, 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 he can perceive that you, you are checking your spine. There's, there's nothing there. <laughs> you know? So everybody and how God deals with you. And you, you, you discover it with time. You discover it with time. Alright? So what you are experiencing, if over time you've realized that this is the association with it, then it means, I mean, the next time it comes, when you see the purple, then you, need that, you know that God is going to heal somebody. And you declare it boldly. That God is going to heal somebody. Sometimes it's with time that the boldness comes. When 
you have you realize that the association between the two things is very strong then the the confidence to declare it comes all right working with god there it's 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 a journey and we discover things as we go all right uh christianity is not a race with man it is a walk with god you are not racing with anybody it's a, it's a gentle stroll that you are you are you are having with god so with time you will discover things for yourself things that are exclusive to you things that are um how do you call it customized for you all right so it's it's, it's a very normal thing and i'm sure if we give other people the chance they also see certain things that they've discovered over 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 time that are indications of certain things all right then somebody said when his eyes begin to twitch it means something bad is going to happen that is his you understand that is his Uh, some people when their eyes twitch it means they're hungry (laughs) and they need to eat (laughs) it's hypoglycemia or stress (laughs) me when i'm under a lot of stress my eyes can twitch it doesn't mean that any uh, you understand all right let's take the last one from joanna Thank you very much for this opportunity. Um, I wanted to ask, <laughs> what should guide us as a church family when it comes to sharing experiences you have about other people with them? Yeah, so if you have a dream about someone, a vision, because sometimes we, we can be on extremes, like we are very stingy, we don't tell people exactly. <laughs> what we see about them, or we can be on the other side, like every little thing you see, you want to share. So it's what should be like a government. Okay, you know, some of these things, um, they come in two ways. There are times you receive the thing, and the instruction will be that just pray about it. Just pray about it. There are a lot of things that I, I see. There are a lot of things I, I sense. I just deal with it, and, and that is it. There are times you need to call the person, so, so, and so. So, the first question will be, what is the leading of the Spirit? What is the leading of the Spirit? Sometimes people are too eager to talk so that they will sound like they are spiritual. I said, I saw something. Come, come, come. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you what I saw. No, That shouldn't be the driving force. That shouldn't be the driving force. What, what is God telling you? What is God telling you? Even in meetings, prophetic meetings, there are things you see and God will say, don't say. Don't open your There was a prophet who went to a church. The pastor of the church is, a, is like a brother to me, very close friend. And he saw something, it was accurate. But that wasn't something he was supposed to have declared openly. What he saw was that the wife of one of the associates was whispering something into his ears that they should leave the church. And it was true. He saw right because at that time, the pastor was having some doctrinal issues with the wife of that pastor. It's like she believed certain things that were contrary to what, and she was a leader in the church and was teaching people. And so, like things were, and the pastor hadn't told the the prophet or anything, and that was what he saw in the middle of his ministration. And he opened his mouth that let's pray for Pastor Susu and so, otherwise very soon he's going to leave the church. And that I saw that his wife is said. Do you expect them to come to church the next Sunday? That was what facilitated the exit. Because the wife said she won't come again. If you've painted me like this in front of everybody, how can I come to the church? And that day, the wife wasn't even in church that day. 
how can I come back to the church? And the man too said, the way that he wants peace in his home. So, so what was dreaded came to pass. So you always need to be guided by what God wants to do. Not to show that me too I can see. Or me too God speaks to me. You understand? That should be the, 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 the guiding principle. What do you sense? Is this something you can just pray about and you will be fine? Or the, the same God who showed the thing to you can, can direct you. The same God, the same Holy Spirit, he can direct you. Oh, this one, should I go and say it? This one said. And sometimes you weigh the content. If you are not sure, you can tell me. Or you can speak to any of the pastors. Oh, oh, weigh the thing and see. This one, should the person know? Should the person... This, 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 this. There are some of you that things I've dealt with for you, I've not told you. I've not informed you because there was no need. <laughs> there was absolutely no need to inform you. All right? So, if you are in doubt, if there's something like that you are in doubt, you let us know. We'll delve into the spirit and know whether the right way to deal with it. That is, if you yourself, you are not sure how to go about it. But the most important thing is that you should not be guided by the flesh and your desire to be known as somebody who can see you or somebody who is spiritual. All right? Take the flesh out of it as much as possible. All right. So, my prayer for you is that God will give you greater prophetic experiences. God will give you clarity in this area. Your dreams will be sharper. Your visions will be sharper. You will receive clear directions for your life. And I prophesy over your life that when it comes to the important decisions in life, you will not miss it in the name of Jesus. May God speak to you in a dream. May God speak to you in a vision. May God bring a strong impression in your spirit concerning the direction he wants you to take in the mighty name of Jesus. And may God install you as a prophet of your home. May you see danger far ahead in the mighty name of Jesus. May you see calamity far ahead in the name of Jesus. But more importantly, may the spirit of the intercessor come upon you. So that when you see, you will go on your knees and pray and avert any dangers in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. And today I declare that your spirit man is sharper, your soul is sharper, and you are hearing God better than you've ever heard God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We trust you have been blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Days left. Overflow! Overflow! Overflow!